The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. is our finest hour to set people free. You know, you and I have been given the, the 
message and the ministry of reconciliation. That reconciliation message, in short, certainly is, Man, your sins are forgiven. Come and be reconciled unto God. Jesus speaking said, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So as we read God's word, we find that uh, by receiving, uh, we, we receive the Holy Spirit uh, in fullness, then we receive the power of God. He says, this is going to give you power to witness. You're going to be witnesses to me near and far in so many words. You know, our, our, our victorious weapons of, of, uh, uh, of being successful in life, the three victorious prayer weapons are the name of Jesus, uh, the word of God, and then praying in the spirit. Now, the impenetrable armor of God is found in Ephesians 6 and verses 10 through 20. In verse 10, we find that we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So we're to be strong in God's strength, not in our own. We are to use God's ability, his authority and power, not our own. Now, he said, you'll receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You should be witnesses. And also, um, the armor of God uh, is uh, is uh, uh, walking in God's ability in his authority and power, putting on that whole armor of God. Another weapon is praying in the Spirit. So we're told to put on the entire coat of God's armor to be victorious in battle against the devil and his forces. It's not a battle against flesh and blood or people, but against a variety of demon spirits operating from heavenly vantage points. Now, we also found out when we're wearing God's armor, that uh, we personally can't be seen, as far as the devil's concerned. The enemy runs in terror, thinking that God is in those clothes or in that armor, not us. The armor pieces are, it's truth that we uh, gird around our waist, the, verse 14, uh, truth, then uh, righteousness, in verse 14 also, the breastplate of righteousness we put on. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we have the shield of faith. Uh, we have on the helmet of salvation. We have the sword of the Spirit or the Word of God. And the action of this whole thing is praying continually in the Spirit. Verse 18, it talks about that. Being watchful with perseverance and supplication for the church. Now, there's spiritual warfare going on when you're praying in the Spirit. Uh, the results of this praying in the Spirit, the enemy has no defense. The enemy is rendered helpless. God's will uh, is accomplished. Now, the types of prayer we found out in our study, there's the prayer of petition in Mark 11:24, Then there's the prayer of consecration and dedication, as in Luke 22. And then prayer in the Spirit, according to Ephesians 6 and 18. It says all kinds of prayer. You know, praying in the Spirit will... Uh, bring about a a note 
of confidence. It'll bring about an attitude of confidence, praying in the Spirit. Because we've been given this great privilege, and every believer who who, who receives the Spirit in fullness uh, has the privilege of doing that. We, we were talking uh, in a previous broadcast about communing with the Holy Spirit, enjoying the communion with, the togetherness with the Holy Spirit. It says in Second Corinthians 13 and verse 14, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The Spirit uh, brought this verse uh, to me, uh, and the more I looked at it, the more... I was excited. I, I, um, I just knew that there was something special here, and I could realize that the Holy Spirit is something for me today, for me to enjoy today. The the communion with the Holy Spirit, and uh, and here here's what the Word of God shows us. It talks about knowing the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we, we know about that because we received that or the privilege of having it when He died for us. Uh, And then when did we know the love of God? We saw uh, the love of God on the cross. And they both refer to the past. But then we read the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. And so this shines the light that the Holy Spirit is here right now to commune with the believer and to be with me now. And there are seven uh, meanings of communion, we want to go over those. There's something, as I said, about about praying in the Spirit, communing with the Holy Spirit, that brings a note of confidence, a note of victory. And I'm reminded of General Wainwright. I read this accounting that uh, he was in the concentration camp as a prisoner of the Japanese for five years. He was reduced to an emaciated, utterly broken and undone figure, as the writing uh, states it. Uh, whether there was a little airplane arrived one day uh, to, to that uh, space and island, and there's a colonel of the Allied forces uh, got out of the plane and brought some tremendous good news, and that news was that the Allies had won the war. Uh, Japan was defeated, as was Germany, her ally. It was, uh, you can easily see, uh, a, a resurrection now for this general who had been beaten down. It put a withered, dying general on his feet, clothed him with authority with which this good news of the victory had endowed him with. And when the heads of the prison then appeared on the next occasion to mock him, as was their custom, they were amazed to find the general erect, saying as one who had authority, Sirs, I'm in charge here. These are my orders. The Japanese understood and gave way from that hour on. And then Wainwright was king of the prison. You know, it's just one thing to know who you are in Christ, and, and the Spirit of God shows us that and, and, and makes that clear to us and, and gives us the reality of knowing really what we have going for us. God is our Father, Jesus is our Lord, and the Holy Spirit is that special one to commune with every day, every moment of the day. We'll have to get into those seven meanings on another broadcast, but I'll just name what they are. Uh, the first word for communion means presence of God. The second is fellowship. The third is sharing together. We're talking about communion now. Participation with, uh, that's four. And fifth, it means intimacy. Sixth, it means friendship. Seventh, it means comradeship. 
And the Greek word here means commander, like a captain. So communion with the Holy Spirit makes us like this general here. We rise and we find out and there's something inside us that rises up and say, we're in charge here. So we are in charge today. We have the victory because the greater one is on the inside of us. I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment and let me know. One way is through a quick email. Click on Contact Us when you visit our website, diministries.org. While there, you can check out the various ministry products that I talk about each day. Here's my announcer to tell you more. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.